this is Cincy Brewcast. I'm the Gnarly Gnome. Uh, it's another week. It's another show. This I have to start it out with um, with a sad note because we have to talk about what's going on in Cincinnati beer in addition to what's going on here right now. Old Firehouse catching everybody off guard. Well, I don't know how off guard they were. They were for sale and people saw that, so it's right. <laughs> just, just, cut, just off. cut right off. <laughs> Nobody will know when it's done. I'll fix that. <laughs> um, uh, catching everybody kind of kind of off guard, just saying that this is their last weekend, and uh, they are, I, I guess, just gun. I, I don't know. I, I need to figure out what that means for for it's all sad. of them. It's a. Uh, it's always it's always really sad when a place closes down, no matter who they are, but. Old Firehouse has kind of a, a soft spot for me because that was like, the first like interview that I did like face to face with somebody like when I broke the anonymity of what the gnome is, and I, I I went over there when they were getting everything set up and sat down with them and talked to them and um, sad sucks. Yeah. And, uh, you just broke news to me actually. You didn't see that this I, morning. No, I knew they were yeah. for sale, but I didn't know they they're, actually closed. They're not. They're not. They, tomorrow is like their last day ever. Just done. Doors closed. History. No wow. more Old Firehouse. So it's. I mean, again, they were for sale. Everybody kind of saw the writing on the wall there that, that something was going to happen one way or another. But um, I, I felt like it, it was probably more surprising to me than maybe it sounds like it was to you. I'm, I'm not sure. But, I mean, to your point, when you see somebody for sale, you, you know that, that there's something going on. But it feels like it happened really, really fast. It did. It, well, well, yeah, from sale, if they closed today, I mean, that's, yeah, what, a month, month and a half, two months? Yeah. At yeah. most. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was real quick. Um, you guys introduce yourselves too. We, we we didn't do that off the top. But <laughs> we <laughs> tell, went right in. Tell, tell everybody what the hell's going on Give here. Where are take. we? You can hear the accordion music in the background. And the tornado. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I asked him if the wind would be a problem. He said he didn't think. It would, I don't think so. it'll be a bad. I love it. It'll it sounds just, worse for you than it will for I'm, people listening. I'm yeah. Justin Neff with Sonder, which is where we are. Yes, we are at Sonder Mason's Oktoberfest, not just Sonder's Oktoberfest, yeah. and we're we're gonna dig into that because this is something that's really cool. Um, kind of. Picking up the torch, I think, from those old Listerman Oktoberfests. Yeah. Except you guys somehow got sunshine where Listerman could never manage that. <laughs> That's true. That's true. We've gotten really, really lucky this weekend so far with the weather, and, and I, I don't think it's going to rain the rest of today. So I, uh, I can say that, that we not got, on wood. Yeah, we, we, we've gotten very, very lucky. Uh, the weather last night was fantastic. I, I mean, I wouldn't hate it if it were 10 degrees cooler uh, at the end of September, but... I'd much rather have this and dry. It's it's really torture <laughs> since I just remembered as I was setting up the show that I cannot wear my little German hat with headphones. <laughs> Plus <laughs> and, it's hot. And so hats. now the sun is just beating down in my face right now. I'm going to be like a sweaty yeah, ball you, of nervousness by the end of it. The table. <laughs> I was trying to be courteous to you guys and <laughs> oh, give you at least the oh, sun to your back. We've got, we've got a microphone in the middle of us. We can all sit on the same side. That's true. But Brian, you want to introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, Brian Brownlow with uh, BC's Bottle Lodge. And uh, we are we are going to have a show with BCs in I think no, November. Yeah, November sixteenth. Uh, <laughs> I hope. Are you coming out for that? Day? I am. It's on my calendar. I All talked right. to I talked to Craft Beer Joe this morning, and he said that he ran into Kenny last night. And Kenny said, "Man, it'd be such a fun idea. You got you should have Gnome come out and do a podcast from the the anniversary party." And I just said, oh. we, "We talked about yeah, that. That's yeah. on the schedule." <laughs> <laughs> Were you, were you there for that? <laughs> like I, I know that, that Kenny had 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 a few to drink that night, but you know it didn't seem like he was. It was he, I guess, he got after it. Guess in he a didn't hurry. hear that. <laughs> he, he uh, Kenny had a good time last night. No, he was here last night too. Yeah, that's so. That's where he ran into right, crap. Right, right, right. Oh, so, did you guys talk about it last night? I was not here last night. I was talking night. about Punch Out. 
Well, yeah, no, that's okay. that right. was so. Th- we set it up at Punch Out. Yes. Craft Beer Joe evidently set it up again with Kenny last night here. <laughs> last <laughs> night here. So we are we are doubly booked for the sure same day. Happen. We're going to do two shows. <laughs> <laughs> um, so before we kind of let's let me, let's drink a beer first because um, that's a good idea. Except I can't see the screen on my iPad because we're outside in the sun. So hang on. <laughs> There we go. (laughs) So, um, I'm drinking your Oktoberfest beer, and we need to we need to address this off the top of the show. This is not a bad Oktoberfest beer. This is not any worse than any other Oktoberfest beer in Cincinnati. It's fantastic, actually. It just straddles that line perfectly for me. So. For anybody that doesn't know, we did the uh, the great Oktoberfest beer showdown, and I had no idea what I was getting myself into, and I just decided to do that because there is like this huge spectrum of what Oktoberfest means, totally. and I I mean I knew that, but I didn't really appreciate it until we sat down and started trying some of these next to each other, and nope. I had to figure out what I want out of an Oktoberfest beer. And when how, I was, how would you answer that question if I asked you after doing that now? Right now, but but. My answer right now, sitting in the sun, sitting at this picnic table, sitting, I will take this. Yep. Sitting in my basement at whatever time at night that was, I wanted something a little bit, a little bit That's fair. darker and heavier and richer and uh, um, meatier. I mean, meaty is a, is a tough word for it. But <laughs> chewy, a little more chewy. <laughs> like a, yeah, like there a, you go. Like, a, like something bolder, I yeah. think. And and this sweeter, this, maltier. This really does fit right in between those two styles perfectly. Um, it's. It's interesting that you say that because when when so our team is a little bit split. Half of our team uh, really likes that that richer Marzen style, um, and the other half really likes that Fest beer, the, the German party lagers. Yeah, exactly. German party <laughs> lager. Um, and and what ended up happening, uh, which I'm not surprised because Chase and Luke obviously are able to to marry. Right. themselves really well when it comes to production and, and the rest of the team for that matter but uh, when it came out uh, out of the tank and I tried it for the first time I said exactly what you just said I was like man it, it, it's it's not quite a Marzen but it's a little bit more than a fest beer right right and, and that's exactly I think you described it perfect but it kind of goes into so like I, I have an issue with beer styles in general because I think it, sure. it messes stuff up sometimes and sure. that People get confused and start to uh, forget why they want to drink a beer versus why it fits to style, quote unquote. And um, you, you talk about you know competitions and things like that, and a lot of those competitions are judged based just upon moved. some kind of style. And when it's <laughs> when it's something like Oktoberfest, like it just it, it isn't it isn't fair. Yes, yeah, and and that's part of the reason. Uh, that's part of the reason. If for any, for those of you that that have come out to the festival, or, or for anybody that's that's been here to see it, what we did was we asked everybody to have a traditional German beer, uh, and and we were hoping we would get some fest beers and some Marzins, and we did. And what we did was anybody that brewed that style, we put it on in our tap room, because that's that spectrum is so great right. between fest beer all the way to the the cellar dweller seven point eight percent. Oktoberfest, <laughs> which is right? delicious, very good. I I and and if you listen to the episode. It, it, I didn't know how much alcohol was in it, and it would have gone a lot further until somebody, until Joe told me, "Oh, but this is like seven <laughs> percent." Oh, oh no! Yeah, yeah. He did. He did inform you afterwards. Yeah. Is that still on in there? Uh, it is. Okay. It is. I'm gonna it's have to try it's that. really good. It's, right. it's 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 a good one. Um, it's 
talk about this one specifically. So you guys went super traditional with it, decoction, the whole the yep. whole nine yards, the yep. stuff that there still aren't a lot of breweries in Cincinnati that can do that, let sure. alone that do. I think even some of the ones that can aren't necessarily doing it as much anymore as they might have at one time. But um, yeah, it's it's very traditional in style. Um, I believe you have listened to the the Saunders stories episode on it. Um, and, and Chase and Luke do a great job of explaining it, and I would, I would certainly not do it justice. But um, <laughs> it, it just goes along with with what we're trying to do with our German beers, and just keeping them very traditional. Um, it, it's it's brewed very traditionally. I will tell you the only thing that really keeps it from being within style guidelines of Fest beer uh, is it's just above that 5.2 percent ABV, so it comes in at 5.4. Well, so I think the the, the BJCP guidelines for Fest beer and Martzen's, I think the alcohol is the same on both of them. Oh, interesting. Which I, in my head, that doesn't make any sense. And I don't know if it's a typo that they have, that doesn't make sense that they wouldn't have corrected it at this point. But it's the exact same alcohol for both styles. Whereas to me, uh, Fest beer should be a little bit lower. Yeah, I actually didn't know that. That's really interesting. Uh Again, styles are stupid. It doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Yeah. I I totally resonated with. Uh, or, or related to something, something resonated with me to what you said on that episode is pr- that's probably the style of beer that has the widest spectrum. Oh yeah, I, like, uh, and, well, and there's I, so many different IPA interpretations. Maybe, maybe yeah, at this fair. point, but the, the, <laughs> uh, a non-adjunct <laughs> uh, style beer, I would say. Right. What's so fun to me, and I, you can probably speak to this a little bit more than than I can, but I feel like there's something about um, Oktoberfest that and maybe it's different this year than it's been before I don't know but like I feel like people are really latching on to them like everybody that I talk to is like oh my god Oktoberfest is going so fast this year yeah. like we just we can't we can't keep up with it we can't you know we can't keep it on tap and like it's we, we actually awesome. it is awesome I, I love the style every year there's something about the fall and college football and and just that season that that to me just turns to Oktoberfest season. Ours actually, we put it on, I think, the second week of August. And we actually have had it off in our tap room for the last three weeks because we had to pull back. (laughs) So the old shit moment. That's exactly what happened. It was a conversation of, hey, we have X number of half barrels left and we don't know what to expect for Oktoberfest for our festival here. Right. So we actually pulled it off in our tap room. (laughs) And uh, it's... it was a calculated move uh, that, that I'm pretty glad that we did. Um, well, I think this. I think some of those uh, those seasonal beers, be it Bach or, or pumpkin or whatever it is, like there's this very short window where people will drink it, and for some reason Oktoberfest it manages to stretch itself out from August into you know November and maybe even further. I don't know, but if people can keep them, I I definitely agree with that statement. Uh, the the thing I'll tell you is it's like Oktoberfest has this this like sharp drop off like once november hits everybody's done with oktoberfest and they're ready for winter beers right i would agree and and it's it, that that was one of the reasons that we put it on as early as we did after brewing it is because we didn't know what to expect and then what we didn't want is for this beer to linger and then right you know so it's it is being in our first year and not having any background it is it is kind of a shot in the dark it's a total <laughs> to your point you don't want it to linger too long right right like, right 
Should we have Once JP introduce himself? Oh, he sat down. Oh, probably. Really? Yeah. I did. I was on my way to the restroom. And I, I can't even see his eyes. I kind of got snagged. <laughs> Are you, were you on your way to the bathroom or on the way back from I going was, to the bathroom? I was on the way to. So. Okay, well. Oh, boy. Oh That's boy. all right. I'll, we, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll cork it. We got about five minutes. <laughs> we need to find another liter glass really quick. <laughs> no, I'm good. Um, talk about some of the other stuff that's on tap here because we, we need to talk about what this festival is too but um, what other Oktoberfests or German style beers that are around that you guys have, have tried today or, or yesterday or German wherever it may be party lager <laughs> yes yeah we've got a German party lager and if the, the BJCP guidelines is 5.4% ours obliterates that at 6.8 <laughs> I don't think it is I really think that it can be anything yeah, like I, that. I might be wrong on that too I don't know if, if it's I could, very good if though. I could yeah, read any easy. screen sitting in the sunlight I would look at sunlight I would look it up but I can't so <laughs> um, so uh, you're, you're with Listerman correct um, you guys have done not only Oktoberfest beers for many years, you've done Oktoberfest festivals for lots of years before now. Yeah, and ours uh, typically have substantially more rain than, <laughs> than what we're experiencing today. Yeah. <laughs> True. True story. This this year's fest beer that you guys have done, is it's a new recipe though, right? It's not the same as the one that we've tried before. Uh, to my knowledge, it is the same, um, but uh, you know, I, w- I would say Jared would be be the one to speak more eloquently on that matter but but to my knowledge it's the same uh this is the first year that we've packaged it packaged in in 16 ounce cans too which is very very listerman at this point right (laughs) right yeah so we uh this is the first year we packaged it um we did a little bit of a bigger batch uh because of that um and and uh i think we kind of timed it perfectly we came in a, a little bit after some of the other fest beers were on the shelves um and uh and yeah we we are are out of package and we're we're almost after this weekend. I think I think it's safe to say we'll be out of draft as well. So nice. I think we timed it perfect, just in time for uh, our release of, of basic our uh, basic. pumpkin spice latte milkshake IPA <laughs> uh, a week from today. So shameless plug. Nice. <laughs> well, then like there is that that nice that nice switch between the two and definitely something that happens for me that like all of a sudden like I just I'm I'm ready for for fall and like. That's when you're ready for pumpkin beers, right? Exactly. Yeah. I, I am not a, now. I, <laughs> I'm not ready for a pumpkin beer now. Um, Give I mean, me a couple weeks. I mean, it depends on the weather, though, too, for me. Like Absolutely. If there's, there's that shift, and if, if the temperature was many degrees cooler than it is today, I might be okay with a pumpkin beer. So in the evening, earlier this week. Yes, you know. or the, or the yeah. very early in the mornings. Yeah. I woke up in the mornings, and it was like 50 degrees. I could drink a pumpkin beer. Yeah. At, Start a fire, at, at have seven a pumpkin in the morning. beer. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's let's talk about this festival and, yep. and what it is. Um, it's really easy to do your brewery's Oktoberfest and have you know a couple of your beers on and bring some people in and do some music and, and sit around and everybody dance around and drink a bunch of big liters of beer and call it an Oktoberfest. You guys have gone yeah. the complete opposite direction of yep. that and brought in with almost every Oktoberfest beer in Cincinnati. I don't think you got them all, but we missed a few. <laughs> we did reach out to most. Uh, what we what we did was uh, we wanted this to be we when we bought our land, six and a half acres. The the example we always used was, man, we could have an Oktoberfest out here. We could do other festivals, but it was always like we could do an Oktoberfest. It always started with that, and then. We certainly didn't expect for it to be in year one. <laughs> and then all of a sudden we started building great relationships uh, with folks like Listerman and, and other other places. I mean, we have 17 breweries here today, 18 including us. Um, 
and we asked everyone to provide a, a traditional German style beer, hoping to get an Oktoberfest <laughs> or a Fest beer. Um, but we we would take anything that was traditional German style beer. We wanted wanted this to be a German festival, and and being year one, um, we weren't really sure what to expect. But but one thing we heard a lot of is if I didn't have to drive downtown, I would I would probably go to one. Right, well, uh, and for for us being up where we're at, right, that's, that's what a lot of people. Well, and, and will even say. you know, even for somebody that doesn't necessarily live in Mason, maybe you do live kind of a totally. little, little further north. Like, it's it's one thing to drive ten minutes up here versus you know twenty minutes down there. Like, and it, yep, it, it's <laughs> this is really great. Like, it's um, th- even the idea of bringing in everybody who does these German style beers, a style that or a, a category or whatever you want to consider it, that might get overlooked sometimes when you walk into a craft beer tap room. It's, uh, it's not the, You'd not the, be surprised. Well, I mean, if, because speaking, it, it's a seasonal, right? Like, so when it's on, it's on and people want it. And, but when do you see like a craft brewery that showcases it in a way like this Oktoberfest festival? Oh. Where it's like, oh, we want, yeah, we want seventeen other breweries to come. But yeah, we don't want your, we don't want your milkshake IPAs right. and your whatever your your, you, you your don't. cool yeah, thing I is. We, we want, we want your Oktoberfest or your your Goza or whatever your traditional German thing you do is like. That's fun. Well, yeah, there's Dunkles yeah. and Schwartz beers and there's all sorts of delicious. I, this yeah, is, there is this is heaven for me, it and is I awesome. I hope that for craft beer drinkers in Cincinnati they kind of get like the the nerdy side of why this is fun and why um, it's something special yeah I appreciate you saying that it definitely is different it was a little bit of a I would say it was a little bit of a risk for us um, right because we didn't get the the what a lot of people would call the geeky beers right we didn't you know Listerman does as many of them as as people as any other brewery in Cincinnati and we asked them to bring their German party lager right <laughs> and their Schwarzbier Schwarzbier well, we, we need Dan Listerman to uh, give us the proper pronunciation <laughs> as long as Luke's not on here I won't get yelled at uh, I'll get yelled at after he listens to it uh, but we asked them to bring those and guess what people that are here love them yeah and and you know Branch and Bone uh, they're pouring a Marzen another right perfect now, example right? yeah yeah um, and it's it's been it's been really fun to see. Uh, last night was crazy. Uh, the the field out here was full, and uh, guess what? They were drinking traditional German style <laughs> beers. And it I, was love awesome. it. I love it. I love it so cool. much. Um, so I assume that this is going to be a yearly event. At this, point. we've kind of made that that, that should that be clear. Plan, looking yes. at the way this Absolutely. is all put together, you guys did these really cool VIP packages, which come with a really awesome German style hat. That was all. <laughs> uh, introduce yourself, Danny. Hey guys, Danny Harold here. So uh, I I flagged him down as he was as he was walking through, and and uh, I I wanted Danny to join. Danny is on our marketing team here, and. Um, he and, and the rest of the marketing team were, were integral in getting the VIP kits ready to go and the signage that you see everywhere and, and working with the other breweries and the vendors and everyone else. And, and uh, the hat, uh, I'll give you a ton of credit. I probably <laughs> wouldn't have done the hat. And Danny was like, 
dude, these hats are dope. We got to do it. And they've been a big hit. A lot of I've, I've seen a ton of people walking around. Good with call, them. Danny. <laughs> it was a very selfish take for me to stand on that sword, but I was ready for it. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, the, between between the hat and then um, a pin. The, yeah. the pins are something that I don't think a lot of people understand about this whole Oktoberfest kind of culture, too, that, like, every time you go to a festival, you get a pin, and it goes on your hat, and then, you know, it becomes this big, tacky, pin-covered hat over the years, yep, and, like, totally. it, um, it becomes, like, a like a badge of honor kind of thing of, look where look where I was, look where I hung out yeah. and drank beer, you know? It's, uh, like I a, feel like the pin was integral. I was like, for the people that are coming here that they go to every single Oktoberfest in Cincinnati, we've got to make sure we get them a pin, you know? Well, it's, and it's going to be fun now to see people walking around other Oktoberfest wearing their Sonder yes. hat. The hats are, are freaking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> 2030 is going to be dope when they have 11 Sonder pins <laughs> on there. <laughs> um, talk about how a festival like this kind of shapes events that you guys are going to do from here out, like bringing in other people into it. Like how, how does seeing the reaction to this, how does that affect that or not affect it? Or Yeah, it, that's, a, that's a, a good call out. You know, one, I will tell you that I think the thing that that we were the most unsure of when, when building this festival, we knew we wanted the vendor booths and we knew we wanted the accordion player and all this stuff. Which right? I'm disappointed stopped halfway he through the stop. show. Yeah, it would have been cool to have that in the background, yeah. Uh, He'll be I, back. I would say, I, oh, he played for like, oh, this is a different guy from last no, night, right? Last yeah, night, like, different guy. Yeah, we had an accordion player for like three and a half hours last night. It was yeah. awesome. Dude, he was, he was riffing too. Yeah, like, he was doing like CCR on the yeah, on the accordion. It was like awesome. things I didn't know were possible. Like it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, the one thing we didn't know was what does this look like? And and I know we keep coming back to this, but what does this look like from Partner Brewery's perspective? And uh, what I think this this does for us for the future is just confirms how important that is. Um, I, for us to be able to be able to to. Gnarly, you and I have talked about this off air multiple times, but you go to a place like Asheville, and every brewery you go into in Asheville, they tell you to go to another. They tell brewery. you to go somewhere else. Yeah, it's it's awesome, yeah. right? And and I want that so desperately bad for Cincinnati, and I I was candidly I was a little nervous about what this would look like, right? Because we've never done it, and fortunately we've had a ton of volunteers that have helped. Mm-hmm. We've had. A ton of staff members who are, are working crazy hours. They were here till 1.30 last night cleaning up and getting ready back this morning. And what I will tell you is it's been really fun to partner with other breweries. I didn't really know Matt Utter all that well until this festival and getting well, to know him. This festival was built for him. Right, <laughs> right. And getting to know him, uh, uh, you know, and, and having high grain here and, and – other, you know, grain works down, right down. I, I met Trevor from Branch and Bone. And even though we have relationships, you know, I'll use air quotes there. Right. It doesn't mean anything until you actually are friendly and, and come well, out here and, and partner with people. There's a whole other side of this that I don't think people want to talk about a lot. And like, there's, there's people here that are, that are pouring their beer that they're going to talk shit about you at some point yeah, to somebody. Absolutely. And there's, there's this, this other side of, of craft beer where people are a little bit competitive kind of behind the scenes and, and, whether or not that's okay is a whole other argument, but to be able to do a festival like this and kind of give the middle finger to that side of the culture and be like, you know what, like we see this bigger picture of what craft beer in Cincinnati can mean and, yep. and, and what community can mean. And um, that, 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 that means a lot like that, that. That's the stuff that is going to create something special in Cincinnati. If, if you get 
people that may not work together on a regular basis. Right. They may talk some shit around it, behind each other's backs a little bit from time to time, but then if things like this can still keep bringing people together and show that there is still something yep. bigger, like it, uh, it's it's important and I, I hope that other I hope that people see that and hope people understand the the importance of stuff like this and the importance of supporting stuff like this and, and showing that as beer drinkers we want that like of course I want a place where I can go and I can sit here and drink glass beers from <laughs> how many breweries right, like right. you know like how fun is that I want to I want to sit there and drink a giant flight of you know 17 different Oktoberfests like that's <laughs> that's what I want in life yeah it's pretty cool <laughs> isn't it and I'll tell you one of the other things I love is as we're as we're out at our tent set up out in our field, uh, I've been calling it Sonder Prairie. <laughs> I actually haven't heard you say that. That's really funny. Though. You know, I'm <laughs> just waiting on a tumbleweed to go through Are we here. supposed to call it like a, like the meadow or something this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's pretty good. But as, as we've been out here and our tent set up and other breweries walk by or, or other people walk by, it's fun to ask them what they're drinking mm-hmm. and just to... to have no idea how they're going to answer. It's pretty cool. I mean, we have a total of, Danny, correct me if I'm wrong, I think 28 beers available. That sounds right. Yeah. I believe it's around that number. I think we've already gone through two, but... Yeah, there's a couple of breweries who have who have kicked. Yep. Uh, you know, on that note, I, I guess my hope for next year as this thing grows, hopefully, is that we get more support like like from people like Listerman. Uh, we asked every brewery, we gave every brewery the opportunity, hey, bring a tent if you can. Uh, so... If you want to send beer, great, we'll pour it, right? But if you want to bring somebody out here and you want to set up a tent and you want to bring another brand and you want to pour more beer, you can do that. We want you to do that. And I think we had five or six takers this year was the the total number. Uh, Branch and Bones here, Listerman, uh, Grainworks, Wiedemann's had representation. High Grain's here. High Grain. Debatable. Yeah. Um, (laughs) That's true. It's so funny, too. So that's something that I kind of tackle a lot nowadays, talking to friends of mine now that I work at a brewery, because they still see me out at Mad Tree. I live down the street. Right. Or, like, my buddy, I will get beers at High Grain because we live down the street. Or, like, I went to Xavier. So, like, Listerman is one of the first places I ever enjoyed craft beer. And, you know, some of the first questions I get are, like, oh, what would Sonder do if they knew you were here? Or, like, (laughs) join them. Right. Or, or like, or like bring a howler. Or, or like, or like, you're wearing a Sounder shirt. That seems bold. It's like, uh, well, you know, that's why yeah, I like everybody. It. Everybody tries to equate it to like sports teams, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. Well, you, yes. You're a fan of the Bengals. You can't possibly like the Steelers. Exactly. Well, it, I mean, it's not like that at all. Right? No, <laughs> it's like the we have 17 other breweries here because we we respect that they have really good beer and we want people to enjoy themselves while they're here. You know, they're gonna enjoy our beer. They're gonna enjoy Listerman's beer also. You know, and if the craft brewery industry in Cincinnati ever gets to the point where I can't show face at another brewery, I don't think it's an industry that I want to be. Yeah, in. I'm out. You yeah. know, that's I like yeah, that's, that's not something I ever want to get behind. And I have a hard time actually describing to people what's that. What that I think is that's like. why we're all in craft beer, right? Because we sure. don't want to be a part of that. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And like, I have a hard time describing that to people of like. Look, man, like, I'm at Listerman today, and those guys came to our brewery last week. You know, it's yep. like we're all drinking each other's beer. I was at Fretboard on Monday, and I drank two beers. I met a buddy of mine, and I got a check, and it was for $6. And I was like, hey, you know, like, I think you missed a beer. And it was like, no, they ended up just doing me a solid and giving me a beer because I was wearing Sonder stuff. So it's like this community is really cool. There's a lot of really good beer, and there's a way for us all to succeed instead of just – like trying to compete that that's it you just nailed it It, you know and i can even take i can take a festival like this as an example take out the day-to-day business stuff right 
there's a way to do a festival like this and have a lot of other beer and still be successful from a business perspective. Right. And I think that's what people always, you, you know, when you when you hear the other side of it, when you hear, well, the, well we're, we're a business, we have to make money. There's a way to do both. Absolutely. And, and, and I think that's what we have to continue to remember. Um, I'll, I'll actually give you a really good example of this. Uh, it's not even another brewery, but but BC's right here. Um, we haven't uh, have not announced this yet um, because we've been working through some other stuff, uh, primarily like just trying to get locked and loaded for this weekend, yeah. and then yeah. <laughs> trying not to drink all of our Oktoberfest beer. Yeah. <laughs> Slow down, guys. Slow exactly. down. Tomorrow, exactly. tomorrow Sunday will be the first time I've thought about anything past Oktoberfest yeah. in the yeah, last month. Yeah, and we month. go out of town next week, and we're all like, "Oh my gosh, we're leaving in a week, and we have any like." We, we go to GABF on Wednesday, and I haven't thought about it for a second. <laughs> the only thing I did was buy a suitcase. I don't have a suitcase. Like, you ended up getting one. That's good. <laughs> yeah, thank God. But but we. We had, had been quit saving Kroger bags for him. <laughs> <laughs> How many Kroger bags can I take in the flight with me? We, we've been talking internally as a team for a while about what wins our anniversary because our anniversary falls on a really weird spot. Uh, our, our technical anniversary is October 27th, but that's right around Halloween, and Halloween's a, a really weird drinking right. holiday. And like then we, we have Sonderween too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Sonderween? Yeah. Yeah. It's a Halloween party. Okay, okay. We'll see you here. <laughs> what does what is, what is Sonderween uh, involve? Um, it's not today, so I haven't it's thought about dirty. it yet. But, <laughs> uh, so we're basically just having a, a Halloween party at Sonder. Um, costume party, uh, special drinks, a couple new brews. So. so so we have that. And then right after that is Rheingeist Rare Beer Fest. Right. And then we were we were kind of in this in between of well when do we have our anniversary party yeah. and so we were we had internally pulsed November sixteenth and then BC's announces or I guess it was before you all announced Brian you know yeah we had we, we had, had conversations about it, about yeah. it that- and he said hey I I heard you guys are planning your anniversary on the sixteenth just want to let you know so are we and and the cool thing is because of this industry and because of the camaraderie and because of who we want our culture to be at Sonder and who I, I I love partnering with people of a similar culture, right? Brian says to me, he's like, man, we'll look to move ours. We have a lot of vendors already booked. I said, we'll try to do the same. And what ended up happening is through all of this, our anniversary is now going to be on the 9th and theirs is going to be on the 16th. It's not even another brewery, but, but what that allowed us to do was that's not good for anyone, right? Uh, in theory. And so, so, because of that partnership instead of it being hey you're gonna have to pick either bc's or us and then there's this weird feeling there well it does bring up a whole other kind of conversation and we talked at cover years we talked about this at cappy's a little bit when we were there for a show cover your ears we we talked kind of about this relationship between breweries and retailers especially and how that's shifted and changed over time and it it's it's true with <laughs> how's it going what's happening right now go bearcats <laughs> oh. it's, <laughs> it's bearcat jim thanks bearcat jim. That's, that's that's my brother that's, that's oh. chucky i told that guy we wouldn't serve him earlier because we're gonna use t-shirt oh that's what's happening here okay got it got it i was obviously joking <laughs> We charged Thank him you. double, though. <laughs> Thank you for that delineator. <laughs> uh, the, the relationship between not just breweries and retailers, though, but about tap rooms with each other, especially people that are in your kind of 
small window, like trying to find ways to to coexist is 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 changed a lot. It used to be that, especially here in Cincinnati, you could have everybody had their weekend. Here's where our big event is. Here's where your big event is. We don't we don't step on each other's toes. It's weird now. Like that today is a good example of it. You've got uh, you guys doing your Oktoberfest, Streetside doing an anniversary, yep. you know, Bra- or uh, um, uh, the, the Urban Artifact doing the Extinction event. Like it's all falling at the same. It always is like that now. Though. Yep. Like it's yeah. every weekend is is crazy. There's something in Cincinnati almost every weekend, which it's is crazy. like a big blessing and a curse for us because it's like. I'm looking for something to do on Saturday. I have a place to go. Right. But from you a schedule, from a marketing perspective <laughs> and a scheduling standpoint, it's like we want to make sure we capitalize on the most amount of people possible, you know. So. It's more interesting to me though too on the the retailer and taproom side because in a lot of ways you guys are are not competing with each other. You uh, you're working together. You're you're selling their beer. But then at the same time, you you both want people to come sit down at your bar right and like absolutely. how do you like that weird balance and that weird like uh, uh we're, we're competing but we're cooperating but we're trying to figure out that balance yep. uh, how how have you guys kind of played around with that relationship or not well i mean i mean we certainly had some thoughts like when everything was going to fall on the same day we were trying to at least from our side brainstorm ideas of okay how can we bring people into the area because we're both up north mm-hmm. and and then get them to both locations. So we were kind of tossing around, well, maybe we can do some kind of shuttle idea where they're, they're shuttling back and forth. Um, but I think, it's just, I think it's just being open and having, having conversations and saying, hey, here's, here's our plan, here's your plan, and then let's kind of work together to make sure that we're both successful right. at, at whatever those plans may be. Um, but, it, I mean, it is challenging because there is stuff all the time. And so you're trying to – you're always trying to stay relevant. You're trying to stay in front of – uh, customers that are trying to, you know, get whatever product it is they want, whatever beer that is. Um, but are people, are, when people go out on a Saturday, are they looking for a beer or are they looking I, actually, for something I, else? I think most of the time it's simpler than we make it. And I think you have a radius yeah. of people that come all the time. And that's really who you're looking to attract. The outliers are the ones that are coming in from, let's say, greater than seven miles away. The, those are those are probably more the individuals you're competing over. Your your radius is your radius, unless you're setting right. up shop right next door to one another. It, it's kind of tough to to take that regular customer, unless you do an awful job. <laughs> um, like they're they're gonna they're gonna choose you first. Right. Like that that's just. That's human nature. I want what's close. I want what's easy. Convenience um, is everything. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. And so I think, I think that's what a lot of people don't look at is they they look at like, well, we've got these three events going on. Which one are people going to go to? Well, generally, people are going to go to the one that's closest. Closest or gives them a reason to be there. Yeah, could be most important to them, right? Like, right. Yeah. like I want I want to go to Oktoberfest because I, I love Oktoberfest beers, and they're going to have a bunch of them on. Or I want to go to the Streetside uh, anniversary party because I love Streetside and they're releasing the uh, One Hit Wonder set. Um, you know, whatever it may be, people are going to make their choice. I don't know that I don't know that we can do anything to really impact that, but our regulars are our regulars, and I don't know that they're going anywhere. It's uh, it's the uh, coconut vanilla demogorgon for the record that would get people there today, not the One Hit Wonders. <laughs> that Sounds beer, delicious. beer is awesome. <laughs> I, I'm actually curious. So, uh, let's go right now, everybody. Let's go. I just got a really good reason. I got a man. I got a man. I'm actually curious, JP. Somebody from, get my hat. 
from from your perspective, from so, I mean, you're the event guy for Listerman, right? Is that fair to say? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. So from from your perspective, because you you do these a lot and you see these kinds of things. Sure. Do you see the same people at festivals at events frequently, or is it? Um, is it are people choosing events and only going to certain ones? I feel like I see the same people at the same event from year to year. Fair for, enough. For example, okay. Okay. I'll see the same. There, there's there's a couple that um, shows up to pretty much every Jungle Gym's beer fest, and they wear matching beer related T-shirts, and they oh. I, I see them every year. Uh, same can be said for Cincy Winter Beer Fest. I see people down there, you know, year after year. Um, I don't know that I necessarily see the same folks at multiple festivals throughout the region. Um, okay. But yeah, I, I mean, it's it very well could be that, I, and I just haven't noticed. But what about uh, what about like release events? Do you see the same the same oh customers yeah, that's a, that, that, was, that was that was in line at beer releases? Uh, and I don't know how often you're down there for those. Or yeah, I mean, I, I I'm not down there on Saturday mornings as much uh, as I used to be. Um, but I would say there's there's a pretty good. Um, the people that are the people that are lined up at six a.m. with a, a grill and right. and first in line. Yeah, that's yeah, the same crowd at every. Release. Yeah, they're going to be at, they're going to be at our release and they're going to be at at you know all the other uh, releases throughout the city. So, um, but yeah, we do see a lot of the same folks, and uh, obviously we're very appreciative of that. Um, but uh, but yeah, when you guys look at um, a festival like like this one um and this is this is more for those of you who are not with sonder <laughs> like where where do you guys see how i mean we, we talked a lot about bringing that community together but where do you see the importance of stuff like this um in in, in the bigger picture of cincinnati if that makes sense i mean from from my vantage point i i think the importance is not necessarily to Cincinnati in like Cincinnati proper. Well, I but, mean, but it's the importance to the northern suburbs. I mean, that's the whole reason we do Brew in the Burbs was because which is a great event, by the way. We, it is a great event. We don't, we don't have a lot of events up here in the northern suburbs, and there's a huge population up here, and a lot of us um, are just tired of driving south to get to everything cool. And so, what what I like about it is we're bringing really cool events to you know places outside of the 275 loop that that have populations that love craft beer um that have or traditionally have had limited access and and now we're bringing the events to them and i love the fact that they come out and support it like that's what's that's what's really awesome i mean oktoberfest uh brews in the burbs jungle gyms does um their barrel aged beer fest um i'd love to see a sour festival up north that'll be like, fantastic i mean there's, keep, there's keep your just, eyes peeled okay <laughs> I, I think so, we've talked about this. Yeah. So I spent I spent about three hours yesterday IDing people at the front door, and it was interesting because it was kind of a slower process. You know, IDing people is pretty easy and putting wristbands on people, so I was able to have a couple conversations with people, and it was really cool to see the three different types of people that were here. There were the Sonder regulars that knew me by name. The Sonder regulars that walked among them. Like, what's going on? (laughs) Why didn't you guys tell us about this Oktoberfest thing? (laughs) Luckily, there weren't a lot of those, but there were a lot of Sonder regulars. Like, hey, Danny, how's it going? Excited for Oktoberfest. You know, I'd give them a wristband. I know they're 21. There were the people that have been Sonder fans. They've come here before. They're not regulars per se. 
but they were pumped to like come to a place they're familiar with and enjoy some good brews. And then there was a good amount of people yesterday that had never been to Sounder before. And for me, that was a cool opportunity to be like, That's cool. hey, like enjoy yourself tonight. Even come back tomorrow. We're going to have really good beer tomorrow, too. Come back like next week. If you come back next week and it's not going to look like this, but yeah. it'll be fun. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, take this as you will, but come back next weekend. We're going to have, you know, anywhere from eight to whatever it is, 16 beers on tap. <laughs> really good beer and just experience Sonder for what it is as a northern brewery that serves really good beer we have a lot of space for whatever you want to do bring whoever you want to bring you know so it's those three different people coming to a festival like this is really cool to have them come together and all enjoy themselves I think that there's something about having a festival in somewhere like Mason too that it, like it it takes more of a family friendly twist I think it's really easy yep. like even not that Oktoberfest we call it Oktoberfest is in Cincinnati. I think it's really a technical term, but um, <laughs> um, it, it, not that it's not family friendly, but it, it's a very different type of family friendly. It's still very, very loud, very crowded, very uh, drunk for, for lack of better yep. way to put it. Whereas you come to something like this and it feels more like I could just, my kid could go run right there and like be playing right there and I wouldn't feel she's out like there she's running around right now. <laughs> she might be. Mine anyways. I think she's playing in the, the gravel. <laughs> but I mean like it, it, it takes on a different kind of feeling too because it's in the suburbs and because the people that, that do kind of come out to places like this are typically more families and things like that. It's funny too. A lot of people have their hesitations. Like all week on social media, I was answering questions like, Hey, is this festival kid friendly? Is this festival, you know, at what times can I bring my kids? And it's like, you know, we're not changing. Like we are always kid friendly and you can bring your kid here whenever you want. You know, the only thing that we ask is that please be respectful. Well, I, we put we, them on a leash. We, yeah. we did a, a that's all we ask. That would be funny, but you don't have to. We did that. a kids. In, <laughs> in, we did a kids in brewery show like uh, I don't know a few months ago, and, yeah. and I think the general consensus at the end of the show is just. It's no different if you bring your kid to a brewery or if it's a place where you can bring your dog or your asshole friend or whatever. Just it's be just, a good parent, just don't, right? Don't like, be a shithead. Right. And yeah. if you've got somebody that was, with you that's That was being, Andy's words, right? Andy's <laughs> yeah. like, just don't be just an don't, asshole. Don't be an asshole. Don't be an asshole. And like, it, it really is that simple. Or if somebody yeah. you are with is being an asshole, It is amazing stop how many parents are them oblivious or that they're being assholes. Though. Justin oh. and I talk about it all the time. It's like... We can't be everything to everyone, but we can try and we can do our best to please as many people as possible. So, like, if you live in the Mason area and you want to bring your kid and have a couple brews, please do. But, you know, just respect our space. You know? Don't be an asshole. Yeah, yeah. When your kid is throwing rocks, make them stop. <laughs> tell them to stop throwing the rocks. <laughs> tell them to throw them better and hit the target. <laughs> Have them go around in the grass and pick up the rocks that have been thrown in the grass and bring them back. Kids, will, I mean, kids will enjoy that just as much. I, I think that's part of being in this in this area, right? Like you have to expect that you're going to get families. Um, totally. And and you have to set your business up. But we want that, right? Yeah, oh, we want that's that part too. Of our yeah, culture. I mean that that's who we are. We we know where we're at. Um, we're we're young. Uh, Relatively so. I mean, you got a little Greg one on that. I, I almost made an old joke too, yeah, okay. but so I'm I'm a middle-aged uh, parent at this point, and like that's that's who comes into our location. So, um, I get it. We want to hang out where we want to hang out, and we want people that are similar to us to to want to hang out in those areas. I, too, I right? think I think a, a kind of a different way of of looking at it for me is when when my wife and I get a sitter, or or I guess let's say it differently. 
if we're going to go out downtown, we have to get a sitter. I mean, it's an event, right? Right, it is. Like, it's it is. an event. So, so for us to to go out and go downtown, I, I always feel like Danny's just like, like cringing because he's like, oh, you're so old. <laughs> <laughs> he just bought a suitcase, though, so he's on his way. He's almost there. You know, See, uh, Danny, uh, do you know how to cut grass? I was like, I'll hang out with you in, quote, unquote, downtown whenever yeah. you want. I've never <laughs> cut grass in my life. My, da- my dad is over here listening, and he'll tell you that I know how to cut grass. <laughs> <laughs> you just have never cut your own grass. I don't have to. I have a landlord. Uh-huh. <laughs> But but we, it's we, not the cutting the grass that's the issue. It's when like the belt on the lawnmower <laughs> right. breaks. Oh, that's true. Like, that's true. I don't know how to. I don't know how to do well, it. You got to change. <laughs> you got to change the oil on these things. It's so weird. But we we have to we have to make to your point. It's an event to go out downtown, right? So so for us, I think where we've been able to be successful is is to be the place where it's not an event for folks that live up here, right? Like we're gonna swing by Sonder and have lunch real quick, and we we know we can bring our kids and we'll have a beer. And or or we'll go for dinner and have a beer and go home. And we still feel like real people, right? right. Exactly. We still feel like real right. people. Pretend like we live a normal life. We're showing face right. as real people. Yeah. Um, speaking of beer, uh, Fraulein Jessica dropped off some more beer. Tell me, tell me what I'm drinking here. So you're about to drink the Dunkelweizen. Uh, this is delicious, is uh, it? Yeah, it's it's my favorite of all of our German styles that so we have on. A right Dunkelweizen now. for those of us who are not Chase that uh, that yeah. know so, these things so is a dark <laughs> wheat beer, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it's exactly made with right. Both Dunkels and Weizens. <laughs> so it is. It's a it's a dark wheat beer. Yeah, it's it's very similar to uh, on the nose and, and in flavor profile to ninety two days our our Hefeweizen. So I've been describing it like that, and people are like. Oh really? Okay, I, I feel like Hefeweizen is more of an approachable style than a Dunkelweizen. Yep. But if you like Hefeweizen, you're probably gonna like our Dunkelweizen. I, I too. completely agree. I think so. he said Hefeweizen. Hefeweizen. Is Luke on this podcast? I, <laughs> I recognize that Hefeweizen is the proper way to say it, but I feel like such a shit every so, time so I say I. it. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like <laughs> such a dude. You said this, it that way, anyways. <laughs> this whole like this whole thing is like I like. I've been made fun of a few times today because yesterday we did a so one of the cool things that we that we've done in this festival is we've taken our uh, it's called overthunk because uh, we tend to overthink everything. Um, it's a good description of you guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, it, we couldn't come up with a name for this beer, and I was like, "Does anybody just feel like we're overthinking this?" And Jen was like, "That's it. It's called overthunk." So so we named this overthunk. It's our Dunkelweizen. Uh, and uh, we threw this in an oak cask. Ooh. And then we threw our Oktoberfest in an oak cask. So we're tapping the oak cask of the Dunkelweizen uh, in a couple of hours. Oh, dear oh, I God. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. it's not awesome. done yet. What What time? Uh, I'll find out. I'll have to come back. Okay. <laughs> get, a, uh, get a sitter. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. See, I don't have to because yes. I live five yes. minutes from here. It's <laughs> yes. so good. But we, we tapped our oak cask of Original Settlers, our Oktoberfest, last night. It was super cool. So, that, you know, they're doing the traditional German thing. Uh, and Chase, What is the traditional German thing? So, so you take... You got to specify so that a little bit. I, there's a dance. I thought that was beer drinking. I don't know. Maybe I... <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. So you have a, uh, like, a mallet. Uh, like a mallet? It's a mallet. Or a mallet. <laughs> <laughs> there's probably some kind of German name for it, but... I see what's happening. <laughs> und, und mallet. Und mallet. <laughs> I'm not really sure I want to keep going with this, but I'm, oh, I feel I like, like I need it. to. I like this story. So, yeah, I'm sure you do over there. He hasn't even started yet. <laughs> so, you have a... 
a wooden contraption that I don't really know what it is, but it's... It's a mallet. No, 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 no. No, the mallet hits the contraption into the cask. Und, und spout? And then it's spout, yes. <laughs> yes. That's the German word wow, for it. this is... Uh, <laughs> This is if you can edit downhill, this part yes. out of the podcast, that'd be great. This is actually my favorite part. It's got to be up by Monday. There's no editing. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, when we did that, uh, Chase asked me to announce it so that everyone would come in. and it, it, we didn't, you know, It was just bring your glass up and get some. Right. And he's like, you got to count to three in German. <laughs> and he told me what to say, and I'm like, this is great. It's eins, you know, all this stuff, right? Und not, one, not, und two, <laughs> und three, I think. <laughs> well, well. Dummy me gets up there and I'm like all excited. I've said it right like 70 times, right? So I get up there and I just right away I was like, Heinz! And he stops me right in the middle and everybody's in there. He stops me and goes, Who the hell is Heinz? So I've, I've, I've had I actually had somebody come up to me today and give me a bottle of Heinz ketchup. Like just trying to bust my Which is similar to getting iced. It's, it is similar, except you, I'm not you, chugging that Heinz. drop to a knee and chug the bottle of How Heinz. much do you love ketchup? Yeah. <laughs> Tap it on the 57. So so my, my, I guess my point is like this whole thing is, is very fun and I love it. But there's so much like you have, like the German word police on one end, and then you have like the other people who don't that's, care. And that's that's what whatever. makes this so much fun. Like all of us are pretending to be way more German than we actually are, and that's what makes Oktoberfest, especially true. here in Cincinnati. Like, oh true. yeah, yeah, German heritage. I got German heritage. I'm yeah. Yeah, I ate sauerkraut balls like two hours ago. Like German. German heritage. <laughs> it's so funny too. So I grew up in Cleveland, and it's a big Irish community. So like St. Patrick's Day is like the version of Oktoberfest down here. And my dad is visiting me this weekend, and he's like, so, like, Oktoberfest, like, is a big time for you? Like, why'd you choose Oktoberfest to have a big festival? And I was like, you got to think of it like St. Patrick's Day in Cleveland. Where, like, That's an they, interesting comparison. There, yeah. are, there are people in Cincinnati who go to every Oktoberfest every weekend for six weeks, you know? It's just like... Six is o- a little generous. It's a little longer than that. Maybe, maybe, it's like, maybe, it's like maybe four ten. months. <laughs> right, yeah. It's just like our opportunity to... Starts in April and <laughs> November. <laughs> right. And with us having German beers being such an emphasis for us, like it just makes so much sense. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Yeah. I definitely agree. So, so I'm trying to read the counter and see where we're at on the show. Where, where are we at? <laughs> we're only at 50 minutes. We're, nice. we're, we're right there. Ten more, guys. Um, Let's wrap up strong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious what everybody else is drinking. Do you mind if we talk about that? No, I absolutely uh, not. I'll go first. Up. I have no clue. <laughs> it was brought to me. It looks oh. like a fest beer. Um, it's probably a German party lager. <laughs> and it, it that's actually what I'm drinking. I'm drinking the Listerman German it's party delicious. lager right now. I, I, I just finished the Dunkelweizen, and now I'm going to the German party. Uh, I mean, that's the bad one finished. <laughs> I have one drink left. Uh, one very large drink. <laughs> it's in a liter mug, so like a one drink is actually it's probably like, like 12 ounces. <laughs> we should actually go back to this, though. What did you think of the Dunkelweizen? Um, I freaking love it. So my yeah. first style that I ever brewed when I dabbled in homebrewing was a Dunkelweizen, because nice. it is one of my favorite styles in the world. Okay. I love the, uh, the, the light kind of summery aspect of... Hey Favison, and like I love the uh, what, the, what the, did you say? Hey Favison, right. that that it's like six Y's <laughs> that other that that <laughs> that richness that comes from the dunkelization of it yeah. is, uh, is that is that a technical that term is technical it's German. Um, <laughs> it. It, like that's this is this is this is totally my jam. This is this is what I love. Like something like this that that, that has that that body to it, but then is also kind of light and uh, 
drinkable. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Yeah. Well done. Well, I mean, you guys you guys know at this point that you know how to make beer, and that's that's not ever going to be the issue. It's all the other shit that comes around that's it. Right. That's right. <laughs> I'll definitely pass on to the production team though how much you like it. That's I also good. I also really love the Oktoberfest for the you record. Tell Chase that, on though. record. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did. It, it's official. No, now. I I definitely think I no, no maybe I I don't think I don't so. Know. I, I I told Luke. I definitely told that's Luke. Good. I ran into Luke at the uh, King of Ohio and I said he Luke, didn't, he didn't mention Luke man, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was so sad that we had to like peel off three weeks ago, like take some Oktoberfest kegs for this weekend. I was like man, I love this beer. Does yeah. it is does it affect how much you make next year? Oh, yes. yes. We've already <laughs> talked about it. Uh, yeah. Especially with us getting our canning line in house. Uh, so that 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 was commissioned a couple of weeks ago. Now that we don't have to pay the up the upcharge of bringing in a mobile canning company, this will definitely be in package. Uh, I, was, I have a big question. Are you going to make a pumpkin beer? Uh, that is not in the plans. I'm not uh, an advocate for that. It's, right. it's not it's not it's not to say that it won't ever happen. You know. You know what you should do instead? You should do a yam beer. <laughs> That's what I'd do. Uh, shout out to, uh, we, we talked about, when I was a home brewer a uh, long brewer. time ago, our friends uh, Mike and Sarah, who are in town this weekend for the festival, uh, Mike's a really good buddy of mine, and he always said, I want you to brew a yam beer because no one does it, and I want you to call it Yamza. And I don't know why, but that's always stuck out to me. It was hilarious. It's probably done at this point. Yeah, probably. But <laughs> everything's shout been out, done at this shout point. Shout out to Mike. Right. Um, it, what you could also do is just get some pumpkins and put them in the tap room. People could carve them and stick a spout in them, and then just pour whatever beer they wanted. A little those little pie pumpkins, you know those little guys. <laughs> I did that with a watermelon recently. Yeah, I've got a story I can idea. tell you off air about a pumpkin and a <laughs> something. You, <laughs> I'm good actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure I want to hear that no, story. It's a great story. It was college, J- you know. I'm, I'm sure I'll hear it next week. All I'm thinking, Lord. all I'm looking at is JP when you say that because JP's like, damn it, I was supposed to go to the restroom 30 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> 30 minutes ago, <laughs> can, we, can we talk about basic for a second? Let's do, it. Here. Let's uh, do it. I love that beer. Thank you. you. I got, know you do. Has everyone had, had basic? I've never had it. I have definitely had it. It's uh, it's it's one of those things that, uh, I mean, it, we were literally sitting around uh, back in our, our office uh, off the brewery, uh, spitballing ideas, and just really trying to come up with the most ridiculous thing, and never thinking in a million years that it would actually get done uh and and jared to his credit was like i love it and and uh as with most things he knocked it out of the park and yeah. it, it turned out really well um, it's a pumpkin milkshake it's, right? it's a pumpkin spice latte milkshake ipa oh it's so it good. was it was so good i put a six barrel on at the house that's true last <laughs> really year. yeah Woo! Love that. Ooh, and then and then I grew tired of it, but it was still fantastic. Like the first half of the keg. I got a four pack when it came out and I loved it. You yeah. should try drinking half a six barrel of this. <laughs> well, I think, you know, it, it, milkshake IPAs, and you guys talked about this a lot with the the, uh, the Frosted Show. Like, there's people that come in and, like, oh, I don't, I don't like IPAs. I don't want that. And, like, I think especially something like basic. Could not be further from an IPA. Not, yeah, there's right. nothing oh, IPA yeah. about no, no, no. this beer. It's like a, it's a, it's a, it's a it. pumpkin milkshake. A pumpkin spice milkshake. Yeah. I don't even tell people when I give it to them that it's an IPA. I, I say s- no. It's a it's a pumpkin spice latte beer. Yeah, we we. Uh, it's funny that you just say that. You just said that because uh, this week's. Uh, Noam just alluded to it, but this week's episode of Saunders Stories was about. Uh, I'd like to put my ranking in. Okay. Oh, hit okay. Me. No. Hit me. Okay. I love the Go rankings. Ahead. By the Do way, you? Uh, Sherry gets a lot of slander that I won't stand for. No, rat <laughs> raspberry is number one. Okay. okay. Um, Pina Colada is number two. Okay. Uh, Mango is number three. Grape is four. 
cherries last, unfortunately. Damn. Then it goes blueberry cherry. Yeah. I thought I liked you, bro. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not well, a cherry fan. But, but back to Justin's point, like, I kind of said it on the podcast. We're like, IPA doesn't give the beer credit. And I have so many friends that are like, oh, my favorite IPA is Mango Frosted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you hate IPAs. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So like, you, like, you like sweet things. <laughs> yeah. I would be curious, though, like if you put them on the board next to each other and called one uh, Milkshake IPA and called the other one Milkshake. If you took, I- if you t- took just off got rid of IPA, IPA. So actually, we, yep. we do this all the time. You think? We See, do I think this all the time at BCs. We will, if we have a beer that is not moving, we will change... Ah, I use that word liberally. <laughs> we will we will uh, change how how they actually are, are representative. So, for example, we're we're doing Wayfair right now with uh, Fifty West. Right, it's a root IPA. We have taken root off. We've just left IPA, and we've changed it to Pineapple Wayfair because it has pineapple in it, and it is amazing how much better it sells. And the beer has not changed, and people love it a lot more. But they are terrified of certain indicators on. On a board or certain I words talked about they this. don't know. So I was at uh, I was at Wooden Cask beers, very briefly last night. Change it to a change and it to an amber lager. All day oh. long, people will order it. But as as long as it says alt beer, people are scared of it. Well, they just, don't, know, they just don't know what it is, right? Well, like it's just it's more like it's more lack of knowledge, and so they steer clear of it. But we we do subtle things like that all the time to help people experience different liquid. I, you're, I, you're at the front <laughs> lines of that too. I feel like where you're trying to get through a keg. Of a beer that isn't moving, you know. Yeah, and it, and it's figuring out why. Why is why is this? Because it's we don't put bad beer don't, on. I was like, about no, to make that comment. Not, like yeah. that that is that is one of our our things we stand by is we we try just about everything and we're not going to put bad beer on. Occasionally, one slips through. Do you, I was actually at BC's the other day and asked you that. I was like, how do you decide what beers you put on? We drink a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we're high-functioning alcoholics. Do you, do you communicate that back to said brewery and say, look, we've this isn't selling for us called this. We have to, we're, yeah, we're a, calling it this. Really and we've had, Absolutely yeah. we do. If we, if we have, so it, it's hard sometimes if a brewery has no representation in Cincinnati to get that back to the brewery. See, I, th- I always think it would be easier because, like, if, if a brewery is going through whatever distributor, I feel like part of why they call it an IPA or whatever that is is because that's what the distributor wants it to be called too, and that's that's probably part of it's th- getting it to, to go to them. Most of the time, it would it would it would go to whoever our rep is, and then it would stop there. But if we have a relationship with that brewery, it's much easier to communicate that information. Just go in the tavern and yell. Hey! We do hey. that all the time. <laughs> you, haven't, you haven't seen that news 12 story on us in Matry yet? We, we had that conversation about Zauber, though. I, th- I was talking to Kenny yeah, about it. Yeah. Zauber like, is one of the best loggers I have had out of Cincinnati. And people are turned off by his vickle. They, they don't, don't, know, what they don't know what it is. Right. They don't yeah. know what it is. Yeah, same with the Schwartz beer. We've had some. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's black, so people think it's... Uh, you know, not going to be lottery. Well, I mean, and it's a it's hell take, of a beer. It's take, delicious. Yeah. It's crazy to me because I keep thinking that like we live in this world where people get it now all of a sudden because nope. it's gotten so big and they don't. like it's still like it, it isn't. People walk that's dark beer. I don't like dark beers. I only drink oh. ales. <laughs> what? That's actually yeah, one, that's of, right. one of my favorite uh, questions. I don't, I don't like about, ales. I like IBUs. It's what? about IBUs. <laughs> one of my favorite questions about IBUs. Hey, I don't drink anything over 80 IBUs. Well, why? You ever, like, you ever had old Rasputin? Right. Like you, right. Don't, you don't really understand what IBUs means. We don't even publish IBUs. No, I, we, don't, we don't either. I don't actually asked. understand what it's IBUs an, mean it's an anymore. Metric for sure. I, yeah. I agree. It's well, I don't take black IPAs, right? You change you change the name from black IPA to hoppy porter. It sells better. Right. That's wild. Oh, it's... Man. Do those sell, though? 
<laughs> oh, yeah. They sell better. So there's actually there's, there's two changes. <laughs> you, you change it from black IPA to I hoppy porter, IPAs. and then a week later you drop hoppy, and it's just porter, and people like them. No, I feel like you're one of the four people I know that like black IPAs. I love them so much. I love black <laughs> IPAs, too. Well I, I done, black IPAs. Well, we got two of the four at the two table. Of the four, two, right four. <laughs> two of the four at the table. <laughs> <laughs> what um what what gets you guys excited right now about what's happening in craft beer in Cincinnati and what gets you scared about craft beer in Cincinnati right now? Uh, there's a couple things. Are uh, you scared so, loosely? So Everybody's scared of that me word. Excited. Uh, I mean, I know that's an easy answer, but it does. Uh, I, I'm especially for how hard we've worked. But to what make a, this. what about this gets you excited? Uh, uh more land. <laughs> there's, there's more land to use. That's true, though. It is true. I, oh, I look around and like yeah. I, you've still got two acres that are unused, and you four can, actually. Oh, well, Fun see? fact. Yeah, I, I, I'm bad visually, but uh, <laughs> uh, you're right, though. I mean, seeing the land and seeing seeing what people can do on this gets us excited. Uh, there's so much room for activities. There, there is. There is. <laughs> uh, you know, we we've never even. Prior to this weekend, we've never utilized this space. Have you ever walked to the far edge? I have. Yeah. <laughs> I've walked it a fair amount. I haven't, actually. <laughs> All right, Danny. Uh, <laughs> we'll time you. Yeah. Uh, that, makes, that makes me excited about us, but what makes me excited about, about craft beer in here is people coming out to drink traditional German-style beers. So uh, what gets excited gives about hope. craft beer in Cincinnati is people drinking traditional German style. Well, well it gives me hope, right? <laughs> actually, I, I, like a good... Uh, I, I'm serious. Like, I... I it, it uh, I mean, and look, we do it, right? Like, we brew Pina Colada Frosted, which right. is a great beer, and I love it. I still haven't tried it. Oh, my goodness. Are there cans Spoiler, left? Spoiler, yeah. it's, it's good. It's yeah. number two yeah, it's on good. the list. It's good. I'll get. I'll make sure you you, uh, you get you go home with some. But, you know, we do that. Uh, Danny made a comment, you know, we can't be everything to everyone, and we know that, and we don't want to be, but we can try our best to, to make people happy, right, as much as we can. Uh, but... I love the idea of people getting here at, although not a lot of people, there were people here at 1030 drinking beer, yeah. and, and it, it wasn't frosted, right? Um, I would have been here if it wasn't for Rusty Bucket. Hashtag <laughs> sponsored post. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I am excited about people drinking a German party lager. I'm excited it's about fun. it. It is. It is. Um, I'd like again, that to be a uh, officially recognized style. <laughs> We're working on Can't it. Can't you just if <laughs> real you st- quick funny story on that? I was I was emailing all of the breweries trying to get like uh, names and styles for all the beers for our our, our tap list, and I, I emailed JP and I was like, so uh, what are you guys pouring at your at your tent and and what are we putting inside? And he's like best beer inside, and then we have our uh, Schwarz beer. Schwartz? Easy there, Heinz. Schwartz. Schwartz. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Whatever it is. See your Schwartz, Schwartz is as beer. big as mine. <laughs> and and uh, I said, he said something about a German party lager. And I was like, so just to be clear, <laughs> you're saying the name of this beer is German party lager. And he goes, no, 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 no. The name is Fest Beer. The but it's a German party lager. But the style. <laughs> the description. It was, awesome. it was awesome. It was so good. That's all we talk about. It's, yeah, that's great. It's really good. I but, love that. But I'm, I am what about, I'm excited about the collaboration with everyone here. I'm excited about people coming out and, and us us being friendly. <laughs> right. What, what about the other side, though? Like, what what makes mean, me nervous? Where, we've got a weekend where uh, Old Firehouse is closing tomorrow. Yeah, sure, sure. Like, 
what what is what is happening and it, i mean i don't know that you can you know i hate when people talk about the beer bubble and that's because it's not a thing it's not a thing. but like what what are the things that are we falling short on that we need to keep working on I'll, I'll tell you what to me what's the what is interesting in the craft beer consumer at this point that i will be interested to see uh is twofold over the next five to ten years um how real is is the hard seltzer? Um, I, it's it's real, real. I, I think it's Let's real. Please as well. not dive into that right now. We'll go well, for another uh, hour. I mean, that's another uh, show. But but can, we do, a, can so, we do the seltzer show like uh, in two days? Yeah, so I've got a lot of I got a lot of juice on this. I, I am, so you asked me what makes me nervous. I mean, that's that keeps me up at night a little bit um, because it's it's uh, last numbers I I have looked into uh, somewhere around eleven percent of of the beer population is now almost exclusively buying seltzer. Then they're not the beer population anymore. But, uh, but That's actually true. But they are. No, right? they're not. Not because anymore. Because you, you took them from beer. Well, who'd you take them from? Did you take them from big beer or did you take them from craft beer? It doesn't beer? matter, right? It does matter. It, it, it doesn't matter it because... It does. I'd because rather have craft, a seltzer than Bud Light. But craft breweries, for what we've been talking about the last five years, is it seltzer. It's converting the big beers into craft beer so if we've lost them it is craft beer. No. but maybe maybe it is a stepping stone and i don't this i don't know this to be the case but maybe people are we'll going from bud light to maybe a locally produced hard seltzer and then getting into totally. craft beer too and, totally and, 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 and maybe that's, that's where, real that's or maybe I, they hated drinking bud light to begin with and they now they found something that they like a little better well i guess i can ask all of you at this table do you ever drink hard seltzer absolutely when somebody hands it to me i'll try yeah, it i do yeah i do as yeah. well you know why i, I don't why? drink I, it because i, I want to drink it yeah that's exactly that's, no, right. No, no, See, no. Okay. <laughs> you're, not, you're not drinking it because you like the taste. You're drinking it because you feel no, like no, you're that, not drinking That's actually a beer. not true. But it's uh, not real. That's not a real thing. Like there's, no, the, no, there, it's not there a real are, thing. It makes are, me feel better at night when I go to sleep. But there are beers right? with just the same amount of calories. Absolutely. And I, could drink, like I could drink Scrimshaw all day long. The problem is, is like, where, where do you, when do you find Scrimshaw? When do you see it? Where is it? I see it all the time. Well, yeah, but on draft? Oh, not on draft, but... Are you drinking hard seltzer on draft? you see your hard seltzer on draft? Yeah, I've actually lawyered. seen it. I've seen I, it. I've seen it. I, I've seen it. Very rare. Did someone yeah. say it's lawyered? <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. I know. That's this is this is a way bigger topic. Right. But uh, so so that so that uh, I think that's a bigger discussion. I think there's more going on there. What's your? I, here's what I stay think, tuned for part two. I think what's what you're going to start to see there is you're going to start to see people try to get into that space and not do it well, and it's going to be bad. That's already happening. Oh, I've yeah. seen that. That's already <laughs> happening. 100%. That's that's not new. But. But it's, I think it's going to become more prominent. Um, and, and we're starting to see that with beer, right? Um, I've said for a really long time, we, you and I have talked about this off air. I've talked about it with everyone at this table. I believe we're so far from the proverbial bubble, right? We're so far from that. Because a new hamburger shop opens up and nobody says, damn, another place where you can get a no. burger. <laughs> I mean, right? they, they say that burger about pizza. Bubble. Mason. Well, they do. Another pizza shop. Here, here's up. the thing that people don't talk about. Last? 80% of the 7,500 breweries in this country, 80% do less than 1,000 barrels a year, right? So They're neighborhood pubs, that's right? Right. Like that's right? That's, that's who they're point. servicing. That's my point. They're so everybody wants to talk about wide, this bubble. Yeah, they're not servicing a wide swath of people. They're servicing their, their local neighborhoods yep. and their local communities. And that's I think that I think the I think the problem or the struggle is when when breweries try <laughs> to do more than that. Well, like, you have to the find middle your of the place. road is really difficult. You have to know right? who you are. Middle of the road's the, the terrifying and, piece. And mediocre beer in in a larger brewery will not suffice. 
You cannot you cannot sell beer to a large number of people if it's mediocre. That's the bubble in my mind, though. It has to be good. Good, good beer is the bubble, not breweries being the bubble. So Absolutely. It, it will come back to the beer, and this is what I was about to say. Which, which I think comes about. back to the business model of the of the brewery, right? Like if you're servicing your neighborhood, it's one thing you can be okay. But as soon as you want to take it into distribution, you'll you be okay put cans, until there's six other neighborhoods. Until somebody brewers. else comes up next. That's to you, my yeah. point, right? Sure. So, so at some point, we're not there yet. I don't think. At no, we're not. We're not near. We're not at the, the point beer. where where breweries are stacking up. No. next door to one another, right? Because then it becomes a choice, um, yep. and and the better beer will win. But no, if you're not, not always, I mean, that's true. That's that's the that's uh, the whole crazy thing you throw. It, it, it should. It should. It. It's gonna come down yeah, to three. Yeah, it should. There better is, beer should win. There is still another aspect. But you, like, you, if, you have to have if if you have great beer, I that's mean, great. It, if within, no one knows about it, it doesn't matter. You have to have a good brand as well. So your brand has to be good, and you have to make good beer, and you have to make sure that people know about it. I don't think I don't think you have to do any of those things. You can make mediocre beer and have a great experience when I walk in your tap room, and I might pick you over a place that has better beer. Vice versa, you can make incredible beer. And I'd have like a, to get into specifics here. I, I would love to give you specifics. <laughs> you can you can make some you can make some some really incredible beer and have a shitty taproom experience. That's fair. And so I'll still that's, drink it. Yeah, that's branding though, right? Like that, that's your brand. That's, like when you yeah, walk into my taproom and if, if I suck and and I'm pretentious and you don't feel like being there, but I'm making the best liquid ever. Yeah, I get I get that. But I think it it, it definitely goes uh, like no, to these. It's no, your point. So there's you no have like, to do anything. You're right. To your point. I guess where I was going with it is. For you those, can just blame for those everybody that else for, for closing. It's not my fault. <laughs> for those that want to thrive. <laughs> Nobody would do that. Uh, <laughs> it's not my fault the liquid sucked. In my opinion, um, there, there have to be certain boxes that are checked, right? Um, to well, thrive. And in your opinion, it should be that way. You should strive to make the best beer in the world, and oh. you should strive to have the best taproom experience in the world. Well, I think that's craft beer, though, right? Like... Like that's community. It's it's making a good experience for other people in your community. It's not. It should be. It's not creating a shitty experience. It for should be. It well, should I be. Agree. <laughs> Glad but there's always those people here. that try to cash out. Yeah, yeah. that's they, exactly they, right. They see that there's a trend. They it's see that, bills, that there's right? money involved. They may not care so much about the product. They may not care so much about anything other than than. What's stack, stacking dollars? Yep. Yeah. Uh, so I think, well, when, especially now, right? Sure. Now that it's more popular, yeah. Whenever, it's growing, any, whenever it's, anything's it's, trendy, there's there's going to be people that do it really well and do it because they love what they do, and if they make money, awesome. And then there's also conversely, there's going to be those people that, I mean, hey, the beer's good enough, and we're making money, and there's people in the tap room. Look at how busy your tap room is. This must be good. Sure. Yeah. And then, that, and I think, uh, I mean, in my opinion, that individual is, or that. Uh, organization cross section of the population is the problem with beer. Well, and I think I think as it becomes more mainstream and left less nerdy, um, you are trying to you're trying to appeal to a broader swath of drinkers, right? Like the right. nerds want the the limited the the barrel age the the really super crafty centric um, IPAs and all that stuff, whereas. As as this industry grows, you are trying to appeal to a larger population. And like info that we don't have available to us, but is something that we used to talk about a lot at our previous jobs, Justin, was that, you know, how much of our business is coming from people that are at your tap room for the first time? How many people yep. come back for a second time? And how many people do you have that visit five plus times a month or et cetera? You know, it's right. like, yep. what, what did that turn up? Because I would be willing to bet it most of it's regulars. Probably. Right. Maybe. 
Yeah, we don't, I, we don't have that data. I would be willing to bet that like seventy five percent of the business comes from people that are there five times more a month. We right? used to work in grocery, and that would be things that we would see all the time of like. Hey, sixty percent of our consumers are people that buy our product every time they come to the grocery yeah, store. Yeah, if you're talking tap volume, sure. The 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 thing that that this comes back to again, back to the the point that multiple of you have made is, depending on what your model is. I mean, right? You're looking so Rheingeist, only ten percent of their revenues from their tap room, right? Versus versus Madry, right? Right. So. And well, I but I, I Rheingeist don't. is a marketing company, right? Like, that's what but they that, do really well. Sure, but... It uh, depends on who you ask at Rheingeist, though. There's people there that believe very differently that that's the case. Sure. But they're still a marketing company. It's a, but <laughs> Like, that's I mean, what they do really well. They market themselves in yeah, and out of Cincinnati. Wait, 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 wait. But you sit there and drink some of those out of reaches beers. That's what I was about and to you say. Can't you can't totally say that they're not a good brewery the too. No, no, I and and no, I by by saying that they're a marketing company does not. I'm not trying to discredit. By the way, it says the, the guy wearing a Rheingeist hat. Thanks, Rheingeist. Love you. It's a really good hat. You're, you're great. Brewery Are those Rheingeist guy. socks? <laughs> I, I, I actually I do have. He's got the ghost I'm tattooed on his arm. What is that? Um, it's on my back shoulder blade. No, I I feel like and I and I. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't want to paraphrase for you, but I feel like what you're saying is brewery or not, doesn't matter what their product is. Well, I think it goes are, back to they, branding, they, right? They, like, Rheingeist does a phenomenal job of branding. Uh, their, their, their brand is incredibly recognizable. It says have nothing tried, to do about their liquid. People have tried to replicate whether it, and it's they can't great. do it. I, I, am, I am not discrediting their product. Right? I'm not. I'm not discrediting the product either by not. saying that they're a great marketing company. You didn't say they were a great marketing company. You said they were a marketing company, with which fair with good liquid, right? Like they they but put out good liquid, and I, I think they're but they market their. I mean, I think every. I think I think, I think they're a great you, brewery with a phenomenal with phenomenal branding. Yeah, and branding I, is. I think branding is a lot, and if you are trying to go mainstream, if you're trying to if you're trying to stay. Uh, craft beer centric and you're trying to stay within your neighborhood I don't know that it matters as much but if you were going but I, I think you know, time. we started the show off talking about Old Firehouse closing I think they had a phenomenal brand I think the the brand of Old Firehouse has so much potential to I mean, it if I'm being honest the liquid was mediocre but but that's but it's not just about one no, aspect it's also of about things. choices it's <laughs> my job here is wildly easier because our beer is so good yeah, like you're absolutely, able, you're right? able to yeah. market that better when the beer is good. I think a, a good example. I mean, how long ago did Listerman go through the rebrand? Uh, it was a process. Two, two, two years. <laughs> two years. Two years ago. Yeah, two years ish. Yeah. Yeah. And and what you saw out of that is so there's this rebrand now, and at that same time, and I'm not saying this is directly responsible for it, right? I, I think I think they're I think they're they're both and not either or. If, I, if I'm honest, but about that same time, Jared comes on board, starts making bomb liquid. For sure. Right? There's a rebrand there. Listerman completely reinvented themselves. But that's the thing. It, it hit all these different sides that's of what it. I, so it, what I'm saying, a I'm agreeing with you. A, no. a focus I'm on the, on, on the liquid and the tap room experience, too. The tap room is, is not the same now as it was before that. Totally. Like it's, I, I'm agreeing no, with you 100%. Right? Right? Like they've completely remodeled and... No, I agree. Not I, completely, but I, we're working on it. I, well, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's always a process. I, I'm agreeing with you 100% in this, in this sense. I, I don't think... I, I When I say the pendulum will swing back and it will come back to the beer, I think beer is the most important factor. 
but if you have the best beer in the world, how many great homebrewers out there are great homebrewers that, that nobody's ever tried their beer, right. right? So my point is, it will come back to the beer for those that are fighting for tap handle space, for those that are fighting for tap room uh, experiences, right? It will come back to that as a deciding factor. And But, and but your brand matters as much as your beer. It does, that's, and that's a good way to put it. It's, it's a, it, it matters as much as everything else, and yep. I think it's, it's yeah. I those... don't think you can have one without the other, right? Like you have to have both. Well, there's a lot of people that do right now, but I don't think you'll be able to. This is my opinion. I don't think you'll be able to in five to ten years. I think that's a that's a very good way to put it. I think that uh, there will come a point where if you come out with a, a if that point isn't already here, you can come out with a a company that has a fantastic brand and then put out shitty liquid, and you, it might go okay for a little bit, yep. but eventually you're gonna get laughed off the shelves and off of tap handles and out of your tap room. And yep. you're and not gonna get laughed. You're just not, no one's gonna buy it. You'll right? get laughed. Well, people, that's the thing. And, yeah. and maybe it's just this. You'll get this, shamed. Uh, you, you will be talked about, and people will make it very clear that you're doing something that's not up to par with the Saunders and the Listermans of the, rest of the of, world. the rest of the industry, and, right? And, like, and, yeah. and that's, I think, what I, I guess what my last point was, is like, that nails the the Mad Trees and the Rheingeists of, the, of Cincinnati perfectly, right? You see the tree, you know it's Mad Tree. You see the ghosts, you know it's Rheingeist. And guess what? Everyone bought Psychopathy and Truth for f- 14 months before a lot of other breweries were in Kroger and anywhere else in this in this city. Because they knew, because because they knew, they recognized the brand and they knew they'd get a quality product, and 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 that's and at some point it'll be back to that with all the competition. My opinion. Let's wrap it up. Yep. I have no idea what time we're at because I can't read anything on the soul screen. <laughs> I hope we're still recording. All I know I hope is my batteries didn't you're die. Incredibly sunburned. Summer solstice. <laughs> Probably am a little pink at this point. Um, what should people uh, be drinking after this weekend? There's no more German beers on tap. It goes back to normal. Uh, Christmas sales come out next week, so uh, get your fill. Uh, we uh, for us at Sonder, we've got uh, we just released two new frosteds. Uh, we released our barley wine, Big John. It's named after the hardest working man at Saunders. I love that guy so much. Yeah, he's the man, right? Big John's he's the, the man. goat. Yeah. He is the goat. Uh, and and uh, for us to be able to name uh, a beer, our first beer named after one of our employees, it's I haven't, so fitting. I haven't run into him after the beers come out, but I know. Oh, I'm going to get that look. You should ask him about it. He'll, Did yeah. you try, try the beer? <laughs> <laughs> it's all he drinks now. It's I'm great. Sure. It's all he should drink. It's if great. I had a beer named after me, it's That's all I right. drink too. Right. Right. He is the only person in the world that has more check-ins at Jungle Gyms than I do. <laughs> Dude, that, oh, it's great. And he'll let you know. Oh, he'll yeah. make sure you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, uh, in all seriousness, he, uh, Big John deserves all of that absolutely uh, it's awesome he's he's such a fantastic uh member of the Saunders family so that's cool so we've got our barley wine we've got is there some of that frosted. in barrels uh there is oh some yeah in barrels. okay <laughs> oh yeah just check oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know luke at all uh, <laughs> you're not, you're not <laughs> supposed to talk about and that what i will tell you i'll, I'll, spoil te- it, I'll okay. tease you with this they're in barrels of which we will market what barrel they're in Ooh, it's uh, like a riddle <laughs> people, let's put it this way: people will, people will See, recognize. Hard seltzer doesn't have barrels. In, uh, Can't be that. <laughs> just, they're not in truly barrels. <laughs> if you're listening, they're in uh, Blanton's barrels. <laughs> they're not. They're not actually. I'll, I will tell you that. That's the only thing I will tell you. They're not in Blanton's barrels. Um, but think, they I are in barrels. You will know. I think he's lying. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, even in the next six weeks, we'll have a. Uh, well, well, 
the Dunkelweizen if you weren't able to make it to the festival. Yeah. Boggs, uh, our Cranberry Berliner Weiss. Uh, we released that yesterday for the festival. I like I that will be name, drinking some of that. Uh, I like Boggs. Boggs. That's yeah. a great name. Yeah. 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 I'm a fan. Uh, Chase and Haley love It's Always Sunny and the Wade Boggs episode. And it fit because cranberries are, are either made or harvested or something. In, in swamps. In, in bogs. Yeah. yeah in um, actual so bogs. it worked out. So. Yeah, but I don't see Wade Boggs drinking a cranberry beer. Absolutely no, not. Certainly not. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is this? <laughs> and he, he certainly wasn't drinking like 97 of them, right? <laughs> um, and then, yeah, in the next couple of weeks, we have several other beers coming. Yeah, we have some good stuff that people are going to be excited to come back with. Uh, Kenosha Kickers is the big one. We'll be back Oof. within six weeks. Uh, a couple of frosts. I need back. I aged in Blanton barrels. I need I need <laughs> some kind of uh, some kind of blend between Kenosha Kickers and a milkshake beer. So I need like like some kind of like yeah. apple cinnamon Ooh. milkshake. We, Kenosha frosted. <laughs> a little lack. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah, like, com- it's coming. Uh, we uh, the other thing I, I I am very excited about. Uh, we're actually one of our upcoming oh straight clouds we just released, which is a double New England double dry hopped. I'll give everyone one guess who named that beer. Yeah, you don't need you don't you don't need more than one. Um, but uh, one of the upcoming Sonder Stories episodes is a, a podcast dedicated to our Barrel Age Sour program, which will launch in bottles at our one year anniversary. Ooh! So we're going to be releasing four bottles at our anniversary party um, of of all of our barrel aged oak sour room stuff i'm excited to try that it's Um, it's uh we've got a a couple of so uh yeah there's a couple of stuff coming i don't want to give too much away (laughs) luke would kill me if if he wasn't able to announce it but uh it's very cool and i'll tell you a lot of labor and a lot like i mean it is totally labor of love man that that what what is happening in that room is so labor intensive and people don't know it right because it's so much smaller quantity so it doesn't hit as many people and uh but i'm I, i think that part of our brewery, that program, takes us to a different dynamic. Oh uh, yeah, because it allows us to showcase some of the stuff we're doing on a barrel-aged sour side, but also on the clean side and the German lagers What's and the. Okay, we're getting a we're getting an announcement. What's here. up, all you beautiful people? <laughs> that will totally come through. It doesn't it? come through as much as you think it's okay. going to. <laughs> Mine did. Um, so, Listerman. We talked about uh, the basic. Uh, the basic. Basic, yeah. Basic is uh, next Saturday. Uh, Brian will have a uh, half of a six barrel that he won't finish in his kegerator. Too much longer. I'm I am. I am coming to my house for the uh, basic party. That's right. Uh, but in addition, we also um, released the New England or are releasing a New England IPA uh, that we did in conjunction with the commissioning of the USS Cincinnati. Um, oh, that's so we've got, awesome. Yeah, we've got that released uh, uh, a week from today as well. And then uh, I'm not exactly sure on the date, but here in the next, uh, in the coming weeks, we're also going to have a, a cranium and a couple of cranium variants, which is, is my personal favorite. I, beer. I really like cranium yeah, it's, a lot. Uh, I, I got to try a little bit. Uh, Jared poured me a little glass uh, out of the tank, and it was, uh, it was phenomenal. And uh, I'm really anticipating that to be a, a pretty solid batch of cranium. So uh, definitely look are you able things. Are you able to announce any of the variants? Um, it's okay if you say no. I'm just you know, just do it. We'll, I see, we'll see who listens to the show. <laughs> who I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I, I honestly, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Okay, I don't know that I can. Fair. I that's bet fair. there's an orange. But but, J- but but Jason's in Europe right now, so he probably won't be listening. Definitely not. <laughs> so. He only listens when he's on the show. That's I'm right. Sure. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, you will be able to read about all of that on thegnarlygnome.com, though. As soon as we find out sure, any sure, kind sure. of details about the releases. Yeah, so. and, and just you know, follow us on, on all of our social media. We'll be that's obviously where we post our pertinent information. Like. 
every other business in the world. So, <laughs> well, super interesting. Thank you guys very much for uh, for taking a few minutes out and sitting down with us and uh, and doing a brewcast. This is fun and uh, thank I you. Think, I think you guys are on to something here. Thanks, man. <laughs> November sixteenth. Yes, we we will uh, mark it down. We'll um we'll be broadcasting brewcasting. We're gonna recording rock it up. Yeah, live all the above. Delayed on location from the uh, <laughs> from the VC's anniversary. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for doing this, man. This was super cool. And uh, we'll be back next week. Oh, without my notes in front of me, I have no idea what the We're show be is. VC's Bottle Lodge Liberty. <laughs> I think I think I think uh, next week Saturday is another. Is, I think it's another Oktoberfest show. I think we're at Alexandria for their Oktoberfest. I think that's next week. Nice. I, nice. I, I have no idea off the top of my head. We're on our Oktoberfest kick this year. We're drinking a whole lot of Oktoberfest from a whole lot of Oktoberfest festivals. So, um, if you haven't been to Sonder, get to Sonder. Check them out online um, and share the show and. Uh, Support on Patreon. I should have said that before too. Um, Patreon.com/slash/the gnarly now. 